0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Headed Game Master. I'm Cosmo, the first head. And I'm Dane, the regular guy head. Regular guy. Two Headed Game Master. I should have been the boss head! Yeah. Shit! (laughs) A two headed boss. (laughs) Two Headed Game Master is a podcast (laughs) about writing, designing, running, and playing role playing games where we discuss our favorite hobbies, share our thoughts with you, and play some games sometimes. What are we discussing today? We gave it away
1: already. Well, I blew it, yeah. We're we we're, we're you know, tips and tricks about uh, mm-hmm. bosses or you know, our tips, our tricks or yeah. uh
0: whatever, just we're talking be, about bosses. We're gonna talk about bosses. We have yeah. some thoughts. Um and
1: you know dun 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 dun, dun. That guy. Dun, dun. Yeah, the boss, you know. Yeah. So yeah, interesting boss fights. Um mm. so First, of course, we're to define our terms. What is a boss? What is a boss? Uh, then we're going to talk about boss mechanics, you know, the drama of a boss, and of course, what everybody loves
0: most the reward mm-hmm. at the end of the fight. And we think, because um, as usual, we're not going to be telling you, you know, specifics about, like, how to use the monster manual or how to use. Stuff from any specific game system. How no much going to health you, the boss yeah, should have? Uh, the yeah, yeah. the the maths and the the nizzy gritty that you know that stuff. That's that's your problem with whatever system you've chosen to run and whatever adventure and whatever setting you are, you know, doing your stuff in. But I think these four points are pretty good as far as just you know the concept of a boss. So what is a boss? We're going to define that idea. The mechanics that go with a boss make them different. The drama of, you know, a boss encounter. And then the reward afterwards. I think those are pretty good. Uh, I can't think of much else that goes into a boss, you know. Aside from the nitty-gritty, the numbers, the stats, the, you know, the balancing. And that's not really what we're going to well, talk those about. Those sound like all so, mechanics. Yeah. Me. I mean, they're in the mechanics, but we're not going to tell you how to do that. Because we don't know what you're playing. So... Or do we? Yeah, maybe. Sinister eye stare. Mm -hmm. Podcasts. They do all kinds of things you didn't know about. We're listening to you. Did you check your
1: security systems on your phone? (laughs) Do you know who's using your microphone right now? I'm just kidding. Uh, All right. What's a boss? What is a boss? Well, so a boss is not a regular bad guy. Yep. Go figure, right?
0: Boss not a regular guy.
1: Um, that you can just pound five or six of them, you know, in the, in the pub or out in the forest, uh, they're going to be
0: challenging. And that, I think, I mean, that's kind of their key. That's their, that's their defining thing. thing. They're a challenge and that can be all kinds of things. You know, they can be like, they can be a combat challenge. They can be really difficult. They could be a boss. That's just like kind of a puzzle. Maybe they're not that hard to fight. But it's about, you know, solving their little mystery maze. Like, uh, did you ever play, like, the Arkham series? The Mm -hmm. the Batman games? Like, not that hard. There's, like, boss fights. But some of the villains aren't really, like, terrific, you know, fist fights. Some of the villains Batman can just, like, punch pretty easily. And it's more about solving their little, you know, their little maze or their little you know whatever they've got problem. Yeah, whatever yeah they're their trolley problem um so you know bosses should be challenging that doesn't just mean really tough and hit really hard it could mean you know other things you could design bosses to challenge the players in other ways they could be puzzle focused or they could be you know uh they could be narrative focused bosses that like you know call something out about that are, like, specifically narratively difficult for one of your characters to deal with or something. But I think that's kind of the main defining thing.
1: Um, They're challenging. They're challenging. And to really put it on the board over here... I'm on uh, a board! They're not regular guys, so, like, they might be completely unique, or maybe there's, like, a small class, like, you know, they're all powerful sorcerers, or, you know, they're really... Crazy people like the the Batman
0: um, example. Mm -hmm. You know, they're all master criminals or whatever. They're weirdos, and they've built a weird little maze for Mm -hmm. you, or uh, or they've left a bunch of murder puzzles around the city. I don't
1: know. Point is, you're not gonna run into them every
0: time you go down the street. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so in addition to challenging, I would add another that, like maybe singular. Well it's it's like, essentially not a regular bad guy. Yeah. That they're like there isn't more than one of them. But I guess uh, you could you could challenge that notion. Oh you could. Yeah, absolutely could. And like, you know, I'm you could gonna make a boss goblin. Right. And or you could you know, you could take a monster, use it as a boss for your first level characters, and then later on the that same maybe it's like bugbear or whatever. Hashtag girl bossing, am I right? Uh where was it a girl? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> how to use that hashtag. <laughs> but you could, you could use a bugbear as, like, the boss of this goblin tribe, right? Yeah. And then when they're, like, you know, level 13, you could be throwing bugbears mm-hmm. at them as the minion enemies of something bigger, mm-hmm. and, you know, in that sense, now, now the bugbears are no longer a boss, but... You're doing that in order to like show the players. You're you're demonstrating to the players like, look how far you've come. You've mm-hmm. progressed. You've become so much stronger. Look, look what how bad the next boss yeah. is. Think how bad tease the upcoming challenge, but also like reinforce the idea that they're progressing and that they've gotten stronger. You know, um, but then it's no longer a boss if it's not challenging, mm-hmm. in you know, in a unique and kind of singular way then it's not really a boss anymore. But
1: Also, like, you know, common common trope is, like, they have, like, defining features, right? And like, oh, they have a nasty scar. Hmm. And then, like, oh, you recognize them from the time that the guy with the nasty scar stole your,
0: your purse or, you know, your coins. I think that's actually a pretty good one to add. So, in addition to challenging, so what is a boss, right? Not a regular bad guy, obviously. Challenging, we had. Singular... And that you could have a boss fight where it's like two guys, you know, it's a combo, it's a tag team fight. Like one of the Dark Souls famously is one of those. Um, But that is still a singular fight when you fight those two jackasses. Mm -hmm. So challenging, singular, and then a third one that I think is a really good sort of defining is that, like, notability, that recognizability. Mm -hmm. Yeah. like calling cards, yeah, like, you know, Carmen Sandiego's hat or something. They they stand out, and maybe they don't stand out at first. Maybe it looks like a bunch of you know regular goons until one of them you know huffs his secret potion, and then he turns into a you know a tentacle monster. Mm-hmm. Or but then they when get that happens, they're like, shoulders. oh, obvious. Yeah, they stack into a boss. <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as that happens, then you know they're no longer. Um, I mean that's a standout, recognizable thing. Then they become a singular, mm. challenging boss. So, not a regular bad guy. Challenging. They're defined by their challenge. They're designed by their you know singularity. There's usually only one of this encounter. If there's more than one of this encounter, it's not really a boss. It's a you know it's a mini boss or just yeah. like a skill check. With the caveat of like if this is the first time they face the bugbear, it could definitely still be the, you know it's still a boss. Yeah. And then the last thing, nice, I think pretty good definition, is they should stand out. They should be recognizable in some way. Something should set them apart, whether it be, you know, a visual thing. Their or evil laugh. In their behavior, yeah. Like a laugh or like a, you know, a, a vibe that they give mm-hmm. off.
1: Or a score that goes behind them. Like mm-hmm. da, 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 da. Star Wars.
0: Like one of those. <laughs> So, I think um, if you've stuck with us, if you haven't turned us off by now, you know what a boss is. I think we've done a decent job defining what is boss.
1: Yes. Next, we want to talk about mechanics. All right. So, mechanics, a little more, well, hopefully uh, it was helpful to talk about what is a boss, but, you know, pretty pretty easy that question was. Uh, so, Mechanics. Um, novel mechanics are super important for a boss. Like if the boss doesn't do anything different than the other bad guys you fought, then what's the point in
0: in my opinion? Yeah. And I think, um, that it, I, I feel like that's a pretty significant problem that dungeons and dragons has at the core of its design philosophy is that a lot of things are just more challenging by being bigger you Mm -hmm. know by by hitting harder and having more hit points and everything just kind of like goes up with that that's not very interesting generally bosses are defined by having some sort of you know abilities that you haven't seen before or like Weirder, better versions of what the minion enemies have had, and and I mean,
1: de- definitely like Dungeons and Dragons gets there. Well, like, yeah, with some the beholder, the beholder is a yeah. great boss. Like that some enemies weird.
0: are really, really cool in them, but some enemies, like a bugbear, is just mm-hmm. like a bigger, tougher goblin. Yeah, you know, and I know that's not like don't at me. I know they're <laughs> actually fucking different things, but you could you could remove the chuff from their stat block and you would be like, oh yeah, it's the same. It does the same thing. This one's bigger. Mm-hmm. Goblin's a bad example because they hide and run. But like a bugbear is like a bigger orc,
1: whatever. Yeah. Right, so like, an <clears throat> ability could be something as easy as simple as like smoke screen. Like, oh, if they take a hit, they like throw a smoke bomb down Yeah. and appear somewhere else. That's like a classic villain
0: move. Mm-hmm. And a great way to, you know, Move characters around a boss mm-hmm. arena or a lair. Like, phew, oh, no, they lost sight of him. Do your do your perception rolls to figure out where he is. Ah, I can't find him. There he is. And now you have to, like, pivot and move mm-hmm. across the battlefield. That's actually, that's pretty good. Movement abilities, I'm going to just put this, like, maybe in a little sub area on the board. This isn't like a pillar cornerstone. A sticky board. note on the board. Yeah, sticky note. Because movement abilities are great. And a lot of times in RPG fights, you move for, like, the first two rounds, you get up into each other's faces, and then you slug it out. And abilities that make full use of, you know, the terrain and the space mm-hmm. around, just, I like, bet, it
1: opens it up, makes it more interesting. I bet as a game master, if this is the boss fight, you know, you've made a cool little terrain, you know, map. and be like, oh, you know, his, like... Crown is there's chairs on this pile of skulls in the center and like there's like stalagmites and stalactites and like a little pool
0: of water over here. Yeah, and it wouldn't be an interesting encounter if all the players just like ran up to the chair and, and dog him. Yeah, like right at the at the bottom of his steps, <laughs> and they just all took turns hitting each other. And that's that's not just a critique of D and D that that happens
1: in lots of in lots of systems
0: but um yeah so you want to give them abilities not just movement you know maybe they can like they can do like a whirlwind like a tornado they can swing their sword in a you know a sweeping arc and they can hit everyone around them or they can do like a you know a scary shout or a spell that like knocks everyone down and pushes them away from him Mm -hmm. opens up the space again you know making giving characters the opportunity to move but And a lot of potential with spells there, you know, like mind
1: control spells, uh like domination spells, that kind of stuff. Um but like yeah, also could be as simple as like a disarming ability. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, as part of their, you know, bonus action or reaction or whatever, you know, in another systems vernacular that I don't know. Uh, you know, you attack them, they disarm you, your weapon goes flying.
0: Mm That's cool. Um, I'd say... A, well, I'm sure... I know we have uh, extolled the virtues of Darkest Dungeon before. But if you're interested in just, like, the concept of a cool boss, mm-hmm. the first Darkest Dungeon, and maybe the second one, too. I haven't played the second one. But I have played a shit ton of the first one. Um, has some really interesting boss designs and maybe you know turn-based combat's not really your thing but just checking out the way they're designed is really cool because they all mm. do stuff to like mix up what is a very simple at its core combat system simple like yeah. you know pin and paper role playing is where you know it's like move and attack mostly or move and use an ability um bosses in Darkest Dungeon will, like, you know, they'll seduce a player to do fight the for their thing. Or, yeah, throw them in the <laughs> pot. They'll take one of your party just completely out of the fight, and they'll be, like, burning and hurting in the soup until you rescue them. Or do you leave them there and, hmm. you know, just let them tank that soup damage while you kill the hag? The answer is yes, that's how you beat the hag. <laughs> but... It's an interesting uh, <laughs> I it's a very interesting design mechanic and if you were doing a role playing game there'd be a lot more drama than just like oh yeah I will let them sit in the pot because I know mm-hmm. they can't die in the pot mm-hmm. they'll get spat out at one health and I'll kill the hag you know
1: hopefully in the meantime unless
0: you don't and yeah. then
1: like then your healer gets put in the pot and then you're fucked
0: yeah and then it's no good <laughs> but you want to give your bosses abilities novel abilities it shouldn't be things that your players have seen before this should be fun and scary and exciting yeah or at least like mix them up you know maybe
1: there are abilities that your players have seen before yeah. but they're used in unique and interesting
0: ways now mm-hmm. you know
1: have fun with it we believe in you
0: yeah So what's next the idea different phases phases bosses
1: often come in phases so taking that idea of maybe you're using some abilities your players have seen before Mm -hmm. but in a different order or way so like phase one they're doing this and then in phase two the boss does this yeah which you know oh yeah at phase one he picks you up and throws you okay you know i've seen that before Mm -hmm. but then in phase two, he picks you up, smashes you a gra- around on the ground, and
0: then throws you. <laughs> How about that? Well, I think it could be more interesting. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh uh Okay, so if, like, if in the first phase... You get too close. He grabs you and throws you, and that hurts real bad. Yeah. Right? And you're like, okay, so you learn to stay away. Your party's, like, hanging back. And then he gets hurt a little bit. Now his armor gets knocked around. He, like, he takes a beat. And he's like, oh, you think you can defeat me? I haven't even revealed my true form yet. You know? And then he reveals his next form, and then instead of picking you up and throwing you, he teleports behind you and punches you, or whatever, oh. and then your strategy to you know spread out and stay out of his reach suddenly that has to change again because now he's teleporting behind you and beating you up, and now you need to move and like stick together and you know watch your backs because he's teleporting around. I don't know, you know, something like that. Okay, sure. You're Different phases. I will say though. Having beat Elden Ring a couple weeks ago, I don't like (laughs) a lot of different phases. I don't know. I don't like working really hard and feeling like I've accomplished something. And then getting your ass kicked right away. Having the rug yanked out from under me by a second phase. I I never beat Melania. But whatever. It's fine. Dude, that means sell lower. Yeah. Let's an Elden Ring Elden Ring Meme. A little late for us, especially this <laughs> since this is gonna come out several weeks after we record it. But uh, uh, yeah, I guess I mean there's some streamers still playing Elden Ring right now. I'm sure this yeah. is gonna come out. And but I think Let Me Solo Her's star <laughs> has mm. risen and In and bond. passed already. You know, okay. not that it wasn't cool when it happened, but like it it came and went. Fine, whatever. Back <laughs> right the drawing board, I guess. Uh,
1: yeah, so different phases, uh, and they don't always, like, a phase doesn't necessarily have to pull the rug out from under the players. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be, like, also a, a, what was a, a mark of, like, success. So, like, you know, the second phase is the the forearm tentacle beast getting one of its tentacles blown off, mm-hmm. so it changes its behavior.
0: Yeah, but that's because the players blew its tentacle off. And that's actually, I I think that's a really cool and maybe better for the pen and paper space use of the idea of multiple phases. Mm-hmm. Because as you beat on the boss, they shouldn't power up like Frieza. You know, <laughs> they should they should be bloodied and Frieza's such you know, an, <laughs> an asshole. You know, he's a jerk. <laughs> He's a big jerk. Um, they should, you know, they should show the effects of the beating that they're taking, mm-hmm. and that's actually, I think, a really cool one. You know, if a monster you're fighting, like that tentacle monster from Lord of the Rings in the lake, and you mm-hmm. cut off a few of its tentacles, it's gonna maybe change its plan. It still like, wants spit. to eat you, it's right? Gonna spit at you, but it's gonna like hang back, yeah, and like spit acid at you, and then like duck under and you don't know and then it's going to come up and only hit one person Mm. and then duck back and you have to you know prepare for that Uh, and I think that actually leads us pretty well into the next thing telegraphing the idea of telegraphing Mm. Uh, which in a video game is about is usually about like you know watching and learning and trying multiple times but in a pen and paper role playing game well it's not like Elden Ring right you're not supposed to die a bunch of times learning the learn boss the, yeah, you're supposed the, to use your abilities cleverly and make it through and the math mm-hmm. is supposed to be on the player's side yeah. to make it through so but you still want to telegraph the stuff you want to give him a chance mm-hmm. to do that so if like a goblin boss's ability is to like call reinforcements you make sure you describe that he's like got a horn you know dangling on his belt and maybe have like planted that idea earlier in the adventure, where like Goblin Watchmen mm-hmm. where you were like, you know killing the scouts around the camp, they had horns to like call for reinforcements. Maybe the players already dealt with that, so when they see the boss and he's got one, they're like, okay mm-hmm. if he does that, he's gonna that means he's calling for reinforcements telegraph the idea to your players that like you know, this is the thing they might be doing if he does this, give him like a turn to prepare for it
1: Another another trope I really love uh, is like meeting the the boss early on, Ooh, and yeah, like yeah. you know, the fight goes one completely one sided. But you get a you get a, a view for like you know oh this boss is a wizard he has some magics yeah uh, and then of course you know ha 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 you're never defeat me I'll see you in six months bye and then oh, you know yeah you fight you train you do a montage you drink some milk mm-hmm. and then all right, we're going to go bust down this guy's door. Remember, he is magic.
0: Yeah, because he beat us with magic back yeah. in the beginning. Um, I think that's really cool. Even if it's not a fight to, like, introduce the boss mm-hmm. before. And, you know, in a movie, right, they introduce Darth Vader by having him kill some, you know, some randos, right? Some stupid bridge cop. I yeah. Know, he was a general or whatever, yeah. but, yeah. You know. You know, you have him kill some guys off-screen to the main characters. Like, to the main characters, that didn't happen because they don't know about it. Mm-hmm. But to the audience, now we're like, oh, that's a villain guy. He's bad, and he can do this stuff. He's strong, and he's mean. Um, In a pen and paper, paper role-playing game, it might come across as a little self-indulgent if you, as a game master, like, read... Meanwhile... Yeah. Like, meanwhile, let me read you... A chapter the of a novel. the dragon's lair, yeah. the dragon slowly eats the town. Ta- right. So the way around that is got to have your boss. I mean, you don't gotta, but this is a thing you can do. You can have your players cross paths with the mm-hmm. boss before. And, you know, maybe you watch them. Maybe in the beginning, like, they're on the same side for a battle or oh, something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or they just, like, cross paths in town, or where they at see some cavern. evil yeah. deeds done in the distance, like the yeah. dragon burns down the town, and then it like flies, flies away, away, and you're and like, hmm. oh, okay, dragon can do that. And then you know, by the end of the campaign, they're fighting the dragon. Well, plant you know, planting and payoff. You've done the plan. Like, watch out for the fire. And it's like, it's a blue
1: dragon, ass, and then they all die. I don't know.
0: Hmm. Hilarious. Because blue dragons shoot clouds. I
1: Thought it was lightning. I know. I'm being oh. an ass. Nice. <laughs> that's a joke. Ugh. All right. Um, yes. So telegraphing doesn't have to be. Um, well, obviously, it can't be the same way it is for like an Elden Ring boss or another video game where yeah. you can see stuff like, oh, that guy. You know, that guy's on fire in Borderlands. So fire is probably not going to work on him. You know, that's mm. a very great visual cue. That's can't. actually...
0: That's a pretty great one that could work in a pen You can paper. You can work yeah. that one out. I'm you just saying, like, but, like, you can't... This guy's dripping with acid slime. Yeah. Your poison attack's probably mm-hmm. not going to work on him. Or you... But you gotta say yeah. that. You yeah. You can't just, like, put a guy out there and be like, yeah,
1: he's resistant to, to whatever, corrosion. Yeah. And then... Well, why? Oh, because he's green. Oh, well, you should have, when you plopped him out yeah, there, you did been, say. like you know, a creepy green right. slimy ghoul comes out.
0: But if you say, you know, he's a scary undead knight mm. wreathed in flame and his head is a flaming skull like Ghost Rider and you're like, okay, your fire spell sorcerer is probably not going to work on him.
1: Probably not going to work. Hit him with the... Uh, Do something different. The death ray. Yeah. Oh wait, he's already dead. Uh, hit him with I'm out of ideas. Your
0: potted plant ability. <laughs> yeah. From the wild magic table. <laughs> Yes. But yeah, telegraphing. It's cool. Okay, so boss mechanics. Novel abilities. You want to give them things your players haven't seen before. Different phases. You don't have to do this, but I think it's cool. keeps it, um, it interesting. Yeah. Stuff in a role-playing game can, you know, not off the rails, but like stuff can go faster than you planned. And you might miss like, when you planned to do a second phase mm. because your players, you know, do something surprising or because you were afraid of, you know, KOing too them. too powerful, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were afraid of KOing them, so you gave them a big gun on their way to the boss and they saved all the ammo for the boss fight and so they don't even get a chance to do their multiple phases because they just get laser-beamed to death and you got to just kind of live with that. But... If you can work different phases, multiple phases into your boss fight, that's cool. Do it. And then telegraphing abilities. Telegraph some stuff, yeah. Set up the idea that, you know, some goblins can call for reinforcements Mm -hmm. and that'll be the goblin boss's main thing. Or that, you know, the guy on fire can't Mm -hmm. be hurt by fire damage.
1: Because, I mean, with telegraphing, you can really set up some drama, which is what we're about to talk about next. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, you know, think about the setup of, like, you know, the Darth Vader stuff, you know, dramatic. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he's so bad. And, like, what is this mystical power he's got? And, like, that guy doesn't believe in it.
0: Yeah. But he does now. <laughs> that is an interesting thing. Like, we as the audience, we saw Darth Vader, magic. you know, use the magic. We saw that before. And then Han Solo's like, ah, that's not real. <laughs> Buddy, I think it's real.
1: (laughs) Yes. All right. So, anyways, drama. Right. So, set up. Set up the drama. Right. And this can be, like, significant uh, location. Like, you know, this is the fight or this is the site where, like, six months ago, this boss beat the shit out of your team. Yeah. So, like, you go back. And you're like, "Ooh, time
0: to uh you know get some revenge, yeah, or you've been you know you've been trying to liberate this kingdom from you know an evil sorcerer. That's been mm-hmm. the whole campaign, right significance and location. he lives up in the big, scary tower, and he is the bad guy who rules this place. Mm-hmm. you know that's the kind of other thing when up in what is a boss, we kind of defined bosses in, like, an academic sense, but, like, where they fall in the story and the writing and, like, the plotting, this is where they fall. They fall at the climax of the drama. Yes. They are the climax.
1: Mm -hmm. Thought you were going to make a joke there. Well, I thought you were going (laughs) to, and I didn't have one. Okay, all right. Um, (laughs) So, yes. uh, They are the part of the climax um so there should be a lot of drama in there like yeah. you know they should be uh and not necessarily evil i was about to say they should be evil but like that's eh, not really true like they don't have to be evil to be a boss
0: no they could just be doing what they be they could just be dragons be, be,
1: being dragons
0: Yeah, Or they could be like, you know, uh, they could be like a higher level lawful good paladin Mm. who's like, well, sorry guys, but like, he's my lawful lord, so I gotta do what he says. Mm. And that sucks. And maybe you try and turn him, and it doesn't work, and you have to fight him anyway, even though... He would be on your side in other situations, and maybe even he wishes he was on your side, and then it's, you know, dramatic. And then it's dramatic, because he's like, why are you making me hit you yeah. with my
1: hammer?
0: But he's not going to just, like, lie down and let you. His honor won't allow that. He's going to fight you full on. You know, my you know, honor. Yeah, honor.
1: You guys didn't see it, but I covered one of my eyes with mm. a with a hand as a scar, you know. Yeah, your scar's on the wrong side.
0: <laughs> it is not on the wrong side. <laughs>
1: Uh, Avatar references,
0: and jokes. So, yes, um, the drama should have some sort of setup. Like there should be
1: a relationship there, right? Mm -hmm. Like you know, maybe you. I like this paladin idea, right? So, like you've worked with this paladin before, Mm -hmm. but then like his lord turns out to be kind of an asshole, right?
0: Like like he's the chief mm -hmm. lawman of the of the kingdom, whatever, and you work for him. chasing off like the the goblin raiders Mm -hmm. helping to keep the kingdom safe but then like to really keep the kingdom safe we gotta get rid of this evil usurper sorcerer bad Mm -hmm. guy who's ruling the kingdom and he's like i can't let you do that he's my king Mm -hmm. or you know like the oh you guys gotta go rescue my taxes from the bandits and Mm -hmm. then like what am i gonna use the taxes for uh he's actually yeah he's using gold for some evil alchemy yeah oh and or what? Yeah, I don't know, some stupid. I was like just,
1: that. I was just going. Uh, he's he's named, bathing but, in gold. Yeah. yeah, like
0: McDuck. Yeah. And then yeah, the bandits who stole the taxes are like Robin in <coughs> it, mm. and you're like, oh, but this is a better use of taxes." And the paladin's like, "Doesn't matter if you're right. I still I'm, gotta fight you. I'm lawful yeah. neutral or whatever, mm. and we gotta take them." Mm-hmm. And it doesn't
1: necessarily... Uh, boss doesn't always have to be standing, like, in the way of a story. Um, it could be progress in, like, you know, a gaining power situation. Like, we need this special crystal. So we got to go fight a bunch of rock golems to get enough crystals to buy a train ticket to get on the dope-ass Disney train. I'm doing MC Chris. Shout out, MC Chris. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... But, yes, so drama doesn't always have to come from, like, standing in the way of the story. Like, oh, to save all the villages, you need to beat this guy. Yeah. It can be, well, I want to do this thing so we have a better chance to save all the villagers. Or maybe it's personal. Yeah. Maybe this a, time. Uh, you
0: know, a specific a person. Like, he killed uh, He killed all their families. Mm-hmm. Let's fucking, let's go real edgy with it. The boss killed all the players' families, and that's why they partied up in the first place, is because all of them are, you mm. know, adventure orphans because of this one bad guy. And that has nothing to do with, like, the that's eldritch pretty, horror. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a decent premise. Yeah, Decent premise? De- de- yeah. De- de- premise?
1: <laughs> yes. But that guy killing all those pa- uh, kids' parents had nothing to do with, like, the eldritch horror that they're now trying to stop. But they did run into that guy again, and
0: they, of course they're not going to let that go. Mm. Can't, yeah. So, um, the import slash impact needs to be clear to the mm-hmm. PCs. What we just talked about, you know, it, it just, like, we, we talked about a bunch earlier in, like, telegraphing. The same way you telegraph mechanics, you need well, to telegraph, yeah. you know, narrative stuff. You that's need to where plant, the drama comes plant from. Plant narrative drama in the beginning so that when you have a confrontation mm-hmm. with the boss, that drama pays off.
1: The importance of fighting this this thing or guy or whatever, that's where the drama comes from is because it's important for one reason or another. Is it story reason? Is it personal or is it like a lust for power? Yeah. Which I guess could also be
0: story and or personal could be both. Anyways. uh, So bosses should be dramatic. They should be tied into the drama of the story. That drama should be clearly communicated Mm -hmm. to your players. Um, And it should maybe have like a little bit of a hook in them. That's what player backstory is for. Mm -hmm. Mine it for this shit. And be like, okay, yeah. Introduce them in the first place. Now it's a dramatic thing. There's someone you've met before. Mm -hmm. A... You know, there should be stakes, there should be drama. That's what a boss needs one, to One one thing I
1: really like about D and D is like the higher level enemies, like the Lich and its lair. Mm. It gets more powerful in its lair. Yeah, and the like, lair
0: is a separate entry in the know, monster manual with yeah. all kinds of cool stuff about
1: you it. Yeah, a significant, the significant location adds to the drama, like, oh should we gotta lure the lich out of his lair or mm-hmm. have no chance. Right. But yeah. Anyways, uh, <clears throat> so
0: once you've killed the boss... Yeah. Inside that lair... <laughs> there will be some reward. So, we started with what is a boss. We talked about some boss mechanics. We talked about the drama at the center of the idea of a boss encounter. After a boss encounter, there needs to be some sort of reward. And this can be, you know... As simple as just like it gates your progress in the story, that like that paladin character, he's mm-hmm. probably a, you know, a lower level boss than the. Right, you
1: can't take out the the evil
0: wizard lord right until you get through, through paladin, him. and he might not give you much except for like the armor and weapons that he's carrying.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And maybe that's not even special. Maybe it's no magic items. He's just. You know, pretty tough tough guy. But it's a it's a story gate. The reward is you are one step closer. Yeah, to the boss, to your goal. But that's one kind. There's also tangible rewards, loot, of course, Mm -hmm. (laughs) experience points. If you're doing a system, or if you're playing, you know, XP versus milestones, whatever, Um, abilities and information. Mm -hmm. So uh, abilities. That's kind of a weird one. That's kind of a video game one. Yeah, like I, mean, I just it's more like, common I can't, in video games. I can't yeah, think yeah, of yeah. a lot of role playing systems where, like, you kill a guy and so you learn one of his spells or something, but that's a pretty common thing in a video game. Yeah. So, like, you know, well, when I you think... beat a boss, you can get their abilities mm. or uh, something.
1: Well, I mean, I think it's more in, in the tabletop role playing games, it would be more common in terms of completing the mission. So the boss doesn't really matter. Like, you don't get the boss's ability, but, uh-huh. like, you have to beat the boss and then, like, I don't know, the druid who's like, yeah, you killed the goblin king. Here's how you make hella healing potion or whatever. Yeah, something
0: like that. Not, yeah, not something from the goblin, but a reward from, like, the quest giver, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's true. You definitely do something with that. And then information... That's the other thing. Mm. Hide. As the game master, that's kind of the easiest one to give. Yeah. You know, written notes or, uh, I don't know, like a key that unlocks a safe. And in there, that's like, that's the stuff you needed to get to this part. Mm. Those are the blueprints for the for the time machine. Yeah. Or the, you know, the password to the computer to sneak in if you go this way like this password will let you hack in through the side door something like that Mm -hmm. but yeah so story reward obviously you progress in the story and then also tangible rewards um and then so the
1: the the boss can be dramatic without Being story essential. We talked
0: a lot about story and mm-hmm. like oh, that's the whole point of the boss. That's How their drama the comes from. There can be drama in other ways aside from being like the next step towards the big bad, mm-hmm. and you know you can also still get rewards out of that. They're just optional, basically. Right, they're, like they're the the essential. power rewards,
1: yeah. like the essentially the the ability thing. Mm-hmm. Right, like you go, you accidentally. Stumble onto a boss Mm -hmm. and maybe you kill it in one go or like, oh, we need to come back or whatever. Uh, And that's
0: a great opportunity. You can't really mm -hmm. do that when, you know, when the party gets together and they're like, we're fighting the lich now. It's the, it's the final count confrontation. It's, it's time, you know, for the end of the campaign. And it's kind of tough to like half kick their asses and give them a chance to like leave and come back. Yeah. You probably didn't prepare that much for it. But if they, you know, cross a young dragon just, like, out in the world and maybe they're not ready to fight it yet, but they come back a little later because the villagers are like, hey, could you kill that dragon for us? That'd be really helpful. And after they've, like, leveled up a little bit, then they're like, yeah, back to the dragon's lair Mm -hmm. to, you know, to get that. You can do stuff like that. And then you can still give the same, you know... All the same rewards. Items, loot, XP. Mm. That can come from it. As
1: long as it's meaningful. Mm -hmm. um, Your players are going to be happy, I feel like. Uh, Getting nothing from a boss... Quite
0: upsetting. Quite upsetting. And so, that, that example... Like without a boss, can be dramatic without being story essential, but should still reward the players with something meaningful. Um, I had a little note here about Elden Ring again. So, the first dragon that most players will encounter in that game in Limgrave, if you encounter him, just you shoot off exploring and you encounter him right away, you're probably not going to beat him. But if you do beat him, you get a heart. And that unlocks dragon powers at the dragon churches. And that's pretty cool. But to, you know, bring it back to the beginning of what Dane just said, that's not great for everybody in Eldring. No. Like build-wise. You know what's also sucks. not great,
1: Eldring. Yeah. Is
0: I do a fucking
1: dungeon, and I spend two hours on it, and I beat the fucking boss, what do I get? Nothing. That's
0: fucking great. Yeah. I love it. We're gonna spell. Elden Ring, I'm not Spellboy yeah. this time, and I don't know if i want to play again. I'm definitely not Spellboy this time. Stop giving me spells. <laughs> so, I can't do yeah. anything with them. That's where the meaningful
1: bit come in. If you beat a boss, yeah. give a, a meaningful reward. doesn't have to be tangible, like here's a nice sword. It could be information, mm-hmm. uh, which I get is not really... Uh, but we here's need to do it for a video game. Well, yeah, when it's
0: not on the same track. Well, but again. that's yeah why I think here's the good news: we are playing pen and paper role playing games. We're not playing Elden. Ring. That game. is good news. That's and the best
1: news I've heard all day.
0: <laughs> As a game master, you have complete control, and I think my Elden Ring experience would have been better if there was a game master on the other side who looked at the character I was building. and you know gave me all right i won't give you spells yeah i won't give you spells anymore because you're not a spell boy
1: (laughs) what do we do with all these stupid spells the game the game would always be better if there was a a
0: gm on the other side right so you can do that and there won't be a situation where like oh it's a scroll or like a tome to learn you know extra magic well why would you give that Mm -hmm. to your players if none of them can use it. You have control of that. You write this story. Mm-hmm. Well, not really, but you have a hand right. in it.
1: Uh, well, I give I give you a couple of examples of why you could, just to be contrary. Uh, because okay. to get some prime information, the information broker wants a spell book.
0: Or it's just worth gold. Yeah. I, I was gonna I was gonna say those, but it's a hundred degrees, it degrees in this room. It is a hundred degrees in this
1: room. And also, you can't like sell spells. Well, I mean, you can't you can do that. Can I
0: think sell spells in Eldering, but it's you not can't that. sell spells or incantations. You have to just keep those. What am I thinking of? I'm thinking of ashes. Ab- you can yeah, sell you ashes. Yeah, you can sell ashes. Yeah. So you can get rid of those. Different things. Yes. They all also have like. I love the way things are named in that <laughs> game. Everything is so like high fantasy, mm-hmm. high falutin, just obnoxious. And I fucking love it, but when I'm like trying to operate a menu and see like what I do and don't need, and I'm like, whetstone knife. Why is it a knife? It's a fucking whetstone, but it's in the shape of a knife for just thematic, whatever. Mm. And it's a thing that sits in my inventory and does nothing, but you can't get rid of it because that's what lets you do ashes. This, ugh.
1: Yeah. Ugh.
0: Obnoxious. Anyways, I, I I like it, but I also hate it. I hate aspects of. It. Next
1: time on Two Headed Game Master, Elden Ring. Yeah. Jk, Jk, Jk. Is it good?
0: <laughs> it's uh,
1: fun. Question mark. Any more to
0: say about bosses? Bosses. Um. Okay. So what do we do? We we defined a boss. What is a boss? Mm. That was good. We talked about boss mechanics. We talked about the idea of drama. We talked about the idea of reward. And then we had some heat stroke and lost our
1: train a little bit. We just started. We got we got two in the in the, yeah. in the Elden Ring
0: um, uh, vibes. Yeah, whatever. We'll say um, we're both done with Elden Ring now. So in the next episodes, because we haven't written any of them yet, since we're already done with Elden Ring, we won't write any more references to Elden Ring probably. Probably. So we won't you won't have to hear us mutter about elden ring anymore but i think that about do it so that's helpful right some stuff always about boss hope.
1: running we can always
0: help. i thought about some stuff today that would help me and that's at least one person in game running so yeah pat, pat that's, ourselves on that's, that's
1: me patting
0: um, our backs mm-hmm uh thank you for joining us for this episode of Two Headed Game Master. Uh visit 2hgm.com if you like what we do and you want to see more. We have some stuff there. We some have downloadable, yeah, we free. we have some RPG products of various sorts. We also have links to our Twitter and Patreon. We're we are active on Twitter, and we're fun. And if you join us on Patreon, we'll do Discord stuff. We'll play games. Mm-hmm. And- I wonder if the Twitter streak is still gonna be going on when this airs. Mm, probably, right? Well, I mean, why
1: would it stop? Well, because I already broke it once. Oh <laughs> no! I mean, a streak, a Twitter streak will be going on. Yeah, but it could be. It might be one or one. two days. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. so yeah, Patreon uh, gets invited to Discord events. Uh, we had some fun ones. Um,
0: yeah, there's some stuff on the website you should check out. Mm-hmm. Uh, join us next time for another episode of 2 headed Game Master. We release every two weeks, obviously, you know if you've been paying attention. And stay tuned for updates about Afterlife, yes.
1: our original role-playing system and setting uh releasing sometime in fall of 2022
0: yeah it's basically done we're doing uh you know we're nitpicky yeah things. We're, we're doing nitpicky yeah, yeah, yeah. things and like art things and like it's gonna look cool and we've been playing it a lot for the last couple of years this was the main thing we were like eh, games exist and that's fine but we want to do our own thing and that's kind of how we got started doing anything you know, we knew D&D and Burning Wheel and Call of Cthulhu. We knew about them, but we did our own thing to instead. make our own thing. And now we're bringing it to you, our adoring public. Uh, so, yeah, keep tuning in. Thank you to the Burning Saviors for the use of their song, "Pontilus Finest as the intro and outro for our program.